we can't have this attitude that we're going to get into a stock, we're going to make a quick buck, and we're going to get out. That is absolutely the wrong mindset. Yes, you hear that from traders, stock pickers, but I have not seen it be that successful. I don't think it's a long-term strategy. I think that strategy works from time to time, but real true great investing happens with patience. Warren Buffett always says that when he's looking at a company, he wants to picture himself as an owner. So don't look at your stock as something you could own for a couple weeks, a month, or maybe even a year. I think that's even short. Have a long-term look at these things and you're gonna have more success. Welcome in, lovely listeners. You are listening to The Free Retiree Show. I'm your host, Wealth Manager, Lee Michael Murphy. I am solo today, but I promise you I'm going to give you a good episode. We're doing a money management edition. We're talking about the top traits that hold investors back, all about cognitive biases and decision-making that makes people worse investors. I thought this would be a good episode just because we've gone through a long period where the market's been down, things haven't been so hot over the last year. But now things are starting to turn around. There seems to be uptake in the market. And as I said in the podcast before, we would expect this when inflation started to come down. And it looks like it's going down month over month pretty consistently. And that's having a positive impact on valuations. And so now with more people feeling better about the market, I know there's going to be a lot of people trying to jump in and get on the crazy train. But there's a lot of mistakes that people make in this sort of situation. So thought I would give you guys the top behaviors that sabotage investment success. So start off with number one. Number one is the get rich quick mindset. This is very common. And especially when people see a market that's taking off, everyone thinks up oh, now this is the time I want to jump in. I want to make a quick buck. And that's just a terrible mindset because in the world of investing, although we see a lot of advertisements for courses and strategies, and they're all made to look like a get-rich-quick strategy or plan, it never really works out that way. I have yet to see anything out there in the investment arena that was an easy get-rich-quick sort of strategy. So try to avoid that. If you're going to be a successful investor, you have to realize it takes a long time. Look at Warren Buffett. That guy's old as shit, but he is freaking successful and he's done a really good job. And he has done that by not having a get-rich-quick mindset. He's very patient and he's known as the greatest investor of all time. I can tell you, whatever you hear on YouTube, TikTok, it's all garbage. You're not going to find something that is an easy, bulletproof, get-rich-quick scheme. It might work from time to time, and it might work for brief periods of time, but for consistency and a proven track record, I'm very doubtful. But if you see something, message me, let me know. Be very entertained to hear what's got your fancy, but just have not seen it in my career of over a decade in this industry. Be skeptical if you see something like that's offering a get rich strategy and don't fall into that. The second thing is being impulsive. This is really common. We see a lot of investors or people that want to be investors that are very impulsive, meaning that fear gets them and gets them to make irrational decisions. And greed as well is something that makes act out in a unrational manner. Now, make sure that you see yourself falling into this. Maybe you get 
really excited when you hear about the next investment opportunity. Take a breath, take a step back and really sit on it. I think that this is just a good rule in general when we're thinking about doing new things with our lives, our careers. We might get caught up in the Kool-Aid and get really hyped up about something, but I think it's always good to sit on something for a little bit and just think about it and really think about the pros and cons and do your research. A lot of the investors that I've seen that have had really terrible things happen to them, they either get really scared and jump out within a couple of days notice, or they might buy into an investment within a couple of days notice. They don't really spend much time thinking about it. Take a breath. If you find yourself falling into it, just take some time to think about it and collect your thoughts. The next one, overconfidence. Now, this is a warning sign, I would say, not just for yourself, but when you meet people that might be trying to tell you to invest or that they have a investment pick that is going to do really well. If they're overconfident, I would definitely take a couple steps back because I've seen this all too often. I've seen people actually quit their jobs because they thought their company stock was going to go to the moon. I've seen people sell their homes thinking that some special stock was going to make it big. In each of these situations, it never panned out, but there was absolute confidence in what they felt. And I was just look at that as when you're investing, nothing is 100%. And the reality is most stocks end up failing. And we need to remember that. When we're looking for investments, we need to think good quality, do our research, look at the number, but all don't proceed with being overconfident because nothing is a sure thing. And especially with investing, you have to understand that it might not go the way that you planned. There's a certain amount of risk. Number four, lack of patience. Going back to Warren Buffett, he's really old. He's really successful. He showed a lot of patience. But patience is one of the key things is being an investor because like I said, we can't have this attitude that we're going to get into a stock. We're going to make a quick buck and we're going to get out. That is absolutely the wrong mindset. Yes, you hear that from traders, stock pickers, but it just, I have not seen it be that successful. I don't think it's a long-term strategy. I think that strategy works from time to time, but real true great investing happens with patience. Warren Buffett always says that when he's looking at a company, he wants to picture himself as an owner. And I heard that from him many years ago. And I thought, man, that's a great way to look at buying any company, stock or investment. You want to picture yourself in that company. And to achieve success in that sort of state, you're going to have to be there for some time. So don't look at your stock as something you could own for a couple of weeks, a month, or maybe even a year. I think that's even short. Have a long-term look at these things, and you're going to have more success. All too often, we see people that get into a stock, and they might sell it after a few years. And then right after that, that stock starts to take off. So just remember, with a lot of these stocks and investments and real estate, like you need time for them to pay off. Going on to the fifth mile that ruins people, not valuing diversification. Diversification, I'm sure everyone on this that's listening to this podcast has heard diversification, diversification. And yes, diversification is not sexy. It is boring. And it's probably the thing you've heard time and time again, don't put all your eggs in one bag. Now there's a lot of thoughts on this. And I've heard a lot of people say, oh, Warren Buffett doesn't value diversification. And I would totally disagree with that. I think it's a stupid statement. And a lot of stock pickers out there just throw that around to make themselves feel better. But the reality is he does have diversification. It isn't as broad as the market. So he's had statements where 
he doesn't believe in putting all his money just across the broad general market. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't value diversification through the companies that he has ownership in. That is a form of diversification. So if you have single stock, if you have a couple, I would encourage you to really evaluate if you feel that you're diversified. And if that holding or a couple holdings, something happened to those things, it could drastically impact your wealth. There's a great saying, concentration makes people rich and diversification keeps people rich. So yes, take a little bit of risk with some single stocks. I always tell people on this that listen to our podcast not to go more than 10%. Sometimes you can go a little bit over, but try to keep it at that threshold so you don't overexpose yourself and end up with financial catastrophe that you'll regret. So I believe in diversification at some level, and I think it's a great piece of advice for pretty much all investors. Tip number six, investment stations, and they just pick up their advice. And there is so much advice out there. And that's what's dangerous is in this investment arena, there's so many different opinions that if you are not really savvy in this space and really understand this space, you can be misled. And I see that all the time. And it's a really good reason to have a financial expert that can help you, that understands what to invest in and what not to invest in. Because there are sectors that I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. Because they're inconsistent. It doesn't mean everything is good that's out there or everything that's in a diversified ETF or mutual fund is good. There will always be people that are proponents of these things, but what is the research behind it? Do you know that? It's important to have a strategy or philosophy and not just constantly be picking. There's a lot of prominent figures on TV that are always throwing out stocks from every different sector. And it always sounds like a compelling story. But when you look back on these recommendations and you look back at how things have done, a lot of times they haven't done very well. I've noticed that because I too like to peruse on YouTube and listen to financial analysts and talking heads on all the major financial networks, and I find it very entertaining. But what's also very interesting, I see their recommendations from four years ago, five years ago, and how bullish they were on a stock and all the thoughts that went into it. And they put these compelling arguments out. And then you see what the stock has done. And you're like, wow, that's terrible. I think a lot of that has to do with having the right philosophy. A lot of times, stock pickers and traders really don't have a philosophy. They go by charts, which I personally feel is like looking at clouds. I'm sure there's some things that work in it, but it's not bulletproof. And I think when you have an investment philosophy that's backed off research and data, if you look at a lot of the Nobel Prize economists that are out there, they don't have an academic approach based off picking single stocks. What they do is they pick types of stocks, types of sectors that have strategies of why these sectors have worked for a long period of time and how to buy into them. I think that is more important than finding some with no strategy that's just picking the next best. Thing. Very important. Have a strategy and or philosophy with your investments. If you don't, I would caution you to take a step back and find someone that does. Number seven, chasing the herd. This is a real interesting one because I feel it happens all the time with certain investments. We always see people chasing into a certain investment and things get crazy. And everyone has a bad feeling, I think, even though they're chasing the herd and it always ends up the same. The bubble pops, the stock 
plummets, the crypto plummets. We've seen this time and time again. I've seen it a few times with cryptocurrency. Not bashing cryptocurrency. I have noticed patterns of people chasing the herd there. Also before, right after COVID, when everyone was trying to buy their homes with the low interest rates, people were desperate to get in, buying up all these houses for hundreds of thousands of dollars over what they were supposed to be going for. That's another example of chasing the herd. So because every time those frenzies happen, they end up popping and those bubbles slow down. Always be cautious in that. Tip number eight, bias towards certain stocks. This is something that we see quite often in the Silicon Valley. Reason being, a lot of people work at companies with stocks and they think that their stock is the best or their stock has a ton of potential. And I really have not met one person working at one of these companies that thought their stock was garbage. They were at least neutral on it or very optimistic. Generally, it's the latter. They are very optimistic on the stock that they have, and they think it's going to be the best, and they're going to make all this money from it. And we have to realize that when we have stock or we work at these companies that give us stock, we can't help but have a positive view or hopeful view on what they'll do for our lives. And so you see people that have these biases and they will tell you about their stock and they say, you got to buy my stock. It's going to be big. And I've seen and heard this story so much that I just nod my head and I say, okay, okay. So look out for that. Look out for that. When you're looking for your next investment, you'll probably find somebody that works at a company or owns a certain stock and they're going to have their bias towards it. Don't let it sway you. Number nine, a being a do-it-yourselfer in this day and age where everything is so easily accessible on our phones on our devices, you can type in anything and get any sort of answer. And it's encouraged society to do it yourselfers. And to an extent, with all this information that we have at our fingertips, it is helpful, but it can also get us in trouble. And you can feel like you're an expert when you're really not. So I think being self-aware and understanding that, yes, maybe you might know something, but really ask yourself, do you really consider yourself an expert? I see all the time on YouTube channels of stock analysts that are experts, and they often get their picks wrong far too often. So if people like that are struggling with picking uh, and trading stocks, I think it's only rational to believe that we all struggle in that area. Even myself, I don't try to proclaim myself as a stock picker. I will pick up stocks when they are deeply discounted and hold them for the long haul, but I'm not buying and selling and doing all that crazy stuff because I don't think it works. But when it comes to this whole financial freedom, investing, just because the information's out there, don't think that you're an expert in it. Maybe you know enough and that's great, but be realistic and understand that trying to be an expert can sometimes end disastrously. And a lot of the times I meet people that are maybe do-it-yourselfers. I don't know if just the track record or the people I've run into, but a lot of times they might have this philosophy, I'm doing it all myself. I don't pay anyone to do it. And a lot of times their portfolios are pretty tiny. <laughs> so they might have a lot of extra knowledge that they've gained along the way, but there's value in having experts guide you in this space, especially when it's confusing and there's a lot of things that can happen. Not that all experts are great or people that are in the space are great, but you can find them. And I think it's important to have someone to guide you on the journey. The last one is loss aversion. That loss aversion is a cognitive bias that describes why individuals have pain when they feel that they lose something. And this goes towards stocks. There is double the pain when people lose in their investments 
versus when they make money in their investments. So if someone makes $10,000, maybe they get a lot of happiness. But let's just say when they lose $10,000, it hurts twice as much. And that's what we call loss aversion. A lot of investors are susceptible to this. And when they see their accounts go down, they can act crazy and irrational. I've seen it. I've seen investors that I work with, they might be perfectly pleasant. When you get drastic swings, they go nuts. And so you have to realize that if you're going to be an investor in anything, you have to be ready for those periods where your assets go down in value. That's just part of being an investor. There is no asset class that's bulletproof that is guaranteed to always do well. And generally, the risk to reward is a real thing where if you're getting a higher rate of return, you're taking on more risk, whether you know it or not. Great example is real estate. As you guys know, people that have listened to this podcast, I'm a proponent of people investing in real estate and you can get some fantastic returns there. But I've also met a lot of people that lost everything that invested with real estate, over leveraged, didn't have tenants that pay a lot more work into the investment. And so that risk to return premium is generally always accurate. If you're going to get a higher return, you're going to have to take on more risk. Now, I'm not saying that you always have to take on more risk, but in the game of investing, you have to take on some risk to get some return. And there'll be points when that the risk goes against you, volatility goes against, and you might have periods where your investments are down and you cannot freak out. So those are my tips. Hopefully that was helpful. And right now, as we're seeing the market start to recover, don't jump in thinking that everything's going to be fine and it's just going to be smooth sailing because Generally, when enough people jump, enough people get bullish about it, the market goes the other way. But it's always good to be in the market. It's always good to be an investor. So don't let that deter you, but just be smart in this journey. So hopefully that was helpful. If you got any other questions, make sure you send them to ask at thefreewithtyree.com. It's been great having you guys today, and we'll see you at the next episode. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated, member FINRA, www.finra.org, SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party sourced information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook, Inc., The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.